everyone, and welcome to another Blastburn Radio Showdown Spotlight. I am your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me, as always, is our fighty boy, Messer Engine. How's it going tonight, Mess? It's going pretty good. Got a lot done today. Not as much as I would have liked, but still lots of work got accomplished on a Saturday, which is an odd thing to say, but uh, a good a good thing to happen. Also, I want to point out that it's super weird to be recording Showdown Spotlight on Saturday night. Like, normally uh, we record this on Wednesday, so I'm all confused. I think tomorrow's Thursday now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really weird. It's really appropriate, though. Like, uh, Worlds, actually, as of the time that we're recording this, the World Championships are going on live right now. I actually just watched the quarterfinals right before we recorded, so I'm, like, super hype off some good, good battle content. So it's it's a really appropriate time to do the Showdown Spotlight, I think. Yeah, it really is. I didn't get to catch any of that. I was uh, I was getting geared uh, with what little time I have. <laughs> yeah, you guys will hear all about the the the, the gear treadmill that poor Mez is on for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, World of Warcraft, I do not miss you. All right, guys, so if this is your first Showdown Spotlight, welcome. Uh, in our Showdown Spotlight episodes, we aim to showcase a particular Pokemon, what makes it special, and how it is best used in the competitive metagame, whichever competitive metagame or metagames that it's relevant in, which would include both singles in the Smogon tiers as well as in VGC doubles. Uh, for each of these episodes, we also hold our Friday night fight stream and we use both our teams that we talk about here on the show and the teams that you guys submit around our spotlight Pokemon on the relevant ladder. And these streams are just a lot of fun. We actually did our Friday night fight for Gardevoir last night. Uh, and Celeste was kind enough to join us for that. And it was a ton of fun. Uh, you guys have responded really positively to these episodes. You have come all out in building your own really creative and fun teams and submitting them. And, and it's happened to such a degree that we've stepped up the production of these episodes and you can now expect a new spotlight every other week. So look forward to that. That said, we're here for this spotlight, this one right now. Messer Engine, which Pokemon will we be spotlighting this week? This week, we'll be looking at everyone's favorite fire monkey, but not the big one, Chimchar. Which means, of course, that we're diving into the Little Cup meta today, which... I don't know about Jolly, but I had never seriously played before, so it has been super interesting. Yeah, Little Cup's real fucking weird, y'all. It is real, real fucking weird, but we'll get to that. It's like somebody was like, what What would happen if the Muppet Babies fought to the death? That's, <laughs> that is essentially what fucking Little Cup is. I mean, it feels kind of like the Pokemon anime, because it's just like all the little adorable things just like shooting murder at each other. So that's cool. Yeah, it was real fun. It's a very different meta than OU or RU or UU or anything else, really. Yeah, if if you're diving into Little Cup for the first time, do yourself a favor and like research a little bit. Do just a little bit of prep because you think you know what good Pokemon are. You don't know in Little Cup. You, I promise you, you don't know in Little Cup. But yeah, so Chimchar is our spotlight Pokemon for the month. And let's talk about Chimchar. Chimchar is classified as the Chimp Pokemon. He is the fire type starter in the Sinnoh region that is explored in the Generation 4 titles, Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. We have a, a little bit of experience with those recently. Chimchar is the first starter Pokemon that we have featured in this series, which feels appropriate. Uh, he was my starter in our last game series, and unless I'm very much mistaken, he remains Messer Engine's favorite starter, period. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I don't think anybody's surprised that Chimchar is a, a fire-type Pokemon who eventually becomes fire-fighting-type at level 14 uh, when it evolves into Monferno, and then later, again, evolves into Cameron's sweet, sweet fire monkey, favorite Pokemon ever, Infernape, at level 36. Now, Chimchar is number 390 in the National Pokedex and number... 004 in the Sinnoh Regional decks. Chimchar is just a little dude measuring in at 1 foot 8 inches and weighing only 13.7 pounds. Yeah, I gotta say, the, the firefighting dual typing, it's the subject of a lot of consternation and irritation in the Pokemon community, right? Because they, they repeated it three generations in a row with starters. And so a lot of people are just... It is death to them. But there's there's a reason for that. It is a really, really good dual typing. Fire and fighting both gain a lot from each other, and they, they help mitigate some of each other's weaknesses. So I get it, guys, but there's there's a reason. And and Infernape does it really, really well. But we're not talking about the big monkey. We're we're talking about the little monkey. Now the Pokedex has some pretty interesting stuff to say about our good boy Chimchar, though it's mostly centered around his fiery butt for some reason that I'm not entirely comfortable with. Um, <laughs> in Pearl, the Pokedex states, its fiery rear end is fueled by gas made in its belly. Even rain can't extinguish the fire. Yeah, take that, Charmander. Rain ain't fucking up Chimchar's day. Somebody learned from uh, that episode of the anime where all the children wrote in letters about how they didn't want Charmander to die in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, in Platinum, uh, the Pokedex states, it is very agile. Before going to sleep, it extinguishes the flame on its tail to prevent fires, uh, which is really cool because, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of fuss made in the fandom about how dangerous owning a fire type would be in real life. But Chimchar is a good little monkey and won't burn your house down. <laughs> yeah it, it, that actually seems like oddly like important and appropriate given that the wildfires going on in california right now you know who didn't do that shit fucking chimchar <laughs> he's bros with smoky <laughs> absolutely uh chimchar has access to two abilities uh its default ability is blaze which it shares with all of the other fire type starters uh blaze increases the damage of fire type moves by 50 percent when chimchar's uh, hit points is at one third of its maximum or less in addition chimchar has access to the hidden ability of iron fist which increases the power of punching type moves we're adding new types y'all we got a punch type pokemon here <laughs> but it increases the power of of moves with a punching mechanic such as fire punch mock punch and power up punch by 20 percent how do you feel about this pokemon messer engine what are your impressions of chimchar i mean it's it's my favorite pokemon in evolutionary line so i don't think anyone should be surprised that i really love this little fire monkey he's adorable his shiny sprite is like super pink which is really really funny you wouldn't think pink monkey but sure why why the fuck not and I don't know. It, this Pokemon and its its two further stages always hold a special place in my heart. I think it's real cute. It, it's hug-sized, uh, which would be real awesome if it was a real fire monkey. But for reasons we will talk about shortly, it, it doesn't. it's not great competitively. It was never intended that way by anyone, I don't think, because it's a baby. Some babies are real good, though. Uh, we're not going to talk about them tonight, but... Some babies are real good. Chim Chimchar is not. <laughs> Chimchar is a really, really cool Pokemon. I Full disclosure, Cam's going to be real mad at me. 
Chimchar is honestly probably my least favorite of, of its starter trio. But that being said, it's my favorite starter trio. And it, when we're talking by the slimmest of hairs, I I love Turtwig, Piplup, and Chimchar a whole, whole lot. I think they're all really cool Pokemon with really great evolutionary lines. So that's not really an insult. Like, I still like Chimchar more than I like most starters. I just still kind of like him less than, than Turtwig or Piplup, honestly. Yeah, the, the Jinchar line is really, really good. Like, it's it's really good competitively in its later evolutionary forms. Again, yeah, Chimchar himself, not not nearly as much. And, and it's really fun to use. I, I have zero complaints from a gameplay perspective about the Chimchar family. I mean, it's it's frail, but there are a lot of really good Pokemon that are fast and offensive and frail, and Chimchar is most certainly that. It's, it's a little unfortunate that... In the in the current state of things, that Infernape is so thoroughly outclassed by Blaziken, uh, with Blaziken both having access to Omega and also having access to Speed Boost, which is just a god tier fucking ability, and lets Blaziken both hit harder than it and then after a single turn be faster than it, which really stinks. But that being said, Infernape is still incredible and is still one of the better starter Pokemon that we have ever had competitively. Uh, and Shinchar is is the start of that that family, the, the start of that happening. So that's really cool. It's also really cool, I think, that he's one of the earlier evolutions in starters. He evolves into Monferno at 14, which was real, real handy to me in, in our series with, with my sweet baby boy Mojo. Uh, being able to have that Monferno going into Rourke's gym, not having to worry about rocks going up against the Mono Fire starter. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's a real good little monkey. Not my favorite starter, but definitely pretty high on that list. Yeah, someday we'll get that Sinnoh remake with fucking uh, Gen 4 starter Megas. Someday. Uh, let's let's not open that new mega hype train. Let's not <laughs> let's not go there tonight. That's so far off of what we're here for. <laughs> We've just enraged the entire community. There yeah, will be just, pitchforks. Just piss off the whole internet. <laughs> All right. Um, but let's talk about what we are here for, which is to talk about Chimchar and his place in in the competitive meta. Which again, Chimchar's relevant meta game is is Little Cup. So spoiler alert. When we chose Chimchar for this showdown spotlight, it was, we were being trolls, you guys. We were goofing on our buddy Cameron, who wants so badly for us to spotlight Infernape, so we decided that we would do a goof and do Chimchar instead. Neither of us coming in was super familiar with the Little Cup metagame, and we weren't really sure how good Chimchar is within it. After a lot of research and playtesting, the answer there is unfortunately not very, not very good at all. Now, Chimchar does have a lot of good things going for it, lest you think that it's complete and total garbage. It's not. Chimchar has a wide move pool with great support options, including Stealth Rocks, Taunt, Encore, Fake Out, U-Turn, and Fling. Chimchar also has great options for setting up in moves like Sword Stance, Nasty Plot, and Bulk Up, has great offensive options to take advantage of those boosts. Chimchar's move pool, while not the widest in the tier, has great attacking options such as Fire Blast, Gunk Shot, Acrobatics, and the Elemental Punches. Grass Knot looks like a good option on paper until you remember that it's Little Cup and most things aren't that heavy. Um, but with these advantages, you would expect Chimchar to be the type of Pokemon that can put real work in. Unfortunately, uh, for reasons we will reveal, that's really not the case. 
ultimately, the difficulty with using Chimchar and Little Cup really just comes down to stats. While Infernape is blazing fast and outspeeds most things, Chimchar's speed is middling among its peers, and its defenses are much too low to make up the difference. Uh, if you want a fast pivot who can come in and out, outspeed, and support and do damage along the way, you're much better off using Mindfu. If you're looking for a fast rock setter, Onyx is a substantially better choice. And if you're looking for a setup sweeper, you are significantly better off choosing something that will boost its speed as well. Because of the way speed tiers work in Little Cup, because the levels are so close, boosting speed is, is very important. Sweepers such as Dragon Dance Tyrant or Shell Smash Abusers such as Shelter work really, really well there. Chimchar, despite its positives, falls into the same hole that so many Pokemon do. Everything that it can do, something else can do much, much better. Now, if you're still determined to use Chimchar in Little Cup, you definitely can. Uh, it can reasonably be used in one of two roles. Uh, despite its flaws, Chimchar can make for a respectable suicide lead and either reliably get up stealth rocks or deal significant damage before going down. This set should look to run a speed-boosting nature, generally timid, and a focus sash to ensure two turns of use and will generally run fake out, to break Sturdy and Focus Sash, Stealth Rocks, Taunt, or Encore to disrupt slower rock setters or set up sweepers. Now, you, this set also wants to look at Overheat to deal big damage before going down. This set can be effective, but will always lose outright to a lead Mindfu and Onyx. So avoid leading Chimchar against them. Lead Chimchar also loses one-on-one -on -one to common rapid spinners such as Staryu and Drillbur, and this partners well with Pumpkaboo, who can block the rapid spin and beat these counters outright. Ponyard also works well with Lead Chimchar as he switches into opposing Defog and gains a Defiant boost. Now, Chimchar can also run a fairly effective Choice Scarf set to Revenge Kill, taking advantage of his mixed attacking stats and using the Scarf to outspeed Pokemon he would otherwise lose to. Scarf Chimchar can run either a speed or offense boosting nature, depending on whether you're more concerned with damage output or outspeeding opposing Scarfers. And Scarf Chimchar can run a variety of moves, but should always consider Chimchar's strong Fire Stab in Fire Blast or Overheat, Thunder Punch to potentially surprise and outspeed opposing water types who can come in to, to attempt to wall it, uh, Gunk Shot to take a chunk out of strong fairies in the tier, such as Spritzy, and U-Turn to gain momentum. Scarf Chimchar will always lose outright to stronger, faster Scarf users, such as Doduo, so beware. Scarf Chimchar appreciates being partnered with strong wall breakers who can punch holes in opposing teams for him to exploit. Uh, he works particularly well alongside Pokemon such as Abra, Bunnelby, and Arkin. Scarf Chimchar also appreciates the chip damage from hazards on opposing teams, but it doesn't appreciate taking 25% of his health on the switch in from rocks on his side of the field. So good hazard control is a must with this set. All in all, Chimchar is usable, but barely, and he just doesn't perform as well as the competition. With most Pokemon, even those that are non-traditional picks within the metagame, we can point to reasons that you may want to use it, but honestly, the only reason to use Chimchar in Little Club is simply because you want to use Chimchar, which is valid, you guys. It's still valid. I saw somebody using one on Ladder earlier. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, we could go into probably the 20, 30-minute discussion on the the whole argument of using your favorites versus using what's competitive. And there's a balance there to be found for everybody, I think. And it's going to be a little different for each person. And that's valid. But the important thing to remember is if you're using something that is thoroughly off-meta for a reason, then you need to be prepared for the consequences of using something that is thoroughly off-meta, which is generally losing. Yeah, that that is true. I did beat that guy with the chimchar, but I had a chimchar. <laughs> All right. Well, now, as always, as part of this show, we have both prepared teams centered around this month's Spotlight Pokemon in its relevant metagame. So in this case, in Little Cup, uh, we will include our teams in the show notes for this episode, and we would absolutely encourage you to import them into your own Pokemon showdown and take them for a spin on the ladder yourself. See how they perform. Metzer Engine, why don't you tell us about your Chimchar team and how you went about building it? Yeah, sure. So this was my first foray ever into Little Cup, and it was real weird, you guys. I had no idea what to expect. My initial build was just really like looking at what was available, and there's a lot available, and saying, hey, I wonder how this works, and finding out that, no, this this doesn't work real good. We started with our 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 girl Chimchar, uh, Niskara, and we definitely went with that jolly nature because we wanted to be real happy and real fast and put our EV investment into attack and speed. We are running a choice scarf because we found that not much else did what we wanted it to do. I am running a little bit of a different set than what we just talked about before this. I'm running Return, Shadow Claw, Brick Break, and Blaze Kick. I found when laddering that I would run into Pharaoh Seeds quite a bit and some Steel types like Magnemite. So having the stab on Blaze Kick was real cool. Very, very useful. But also the Brick Break, uh, being able to predict rock switch-ins and hit them real hard was real valuable and there's a lot of ghosts hanging around little cup or at least that was my experience so having shadow claw was also very useful return is just a good all-around move happy mon hit real hard in that set when we were doing ladder testing seemed to work real good i got decent value out of this car on a regular basis uh and i was pretty happy about that Next up, we went to an old friend in Ghastly. Uh, we needed a special attacker who was reasonably fast and could really bring the damage. Uh, so we, we went with Ghastly with our EV investment in special attack and speed. We are running a choice specs on it uh, so that it hits real, 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 real hard. And I say real hard. It's a level five ghastly. Fuck my life. But you get, you get the idea. Uh, I'm running energy ball, dazzling gleam, thunderbolt and shadow ball on it. Um, that seems to work real good. A lot of times, if I feel like it, I can lead ghastly Tion as we named him and threaten most things uh, that are out. So that is very, very valuable. Next up, we went to what is probably my favorite pick of the team. Uh, we, we got a little Tyrant and gave him some berry juice because he's a big kid now. He's He's got sturdy as his ability. Uh, no surprise there. It's extremely valuable for reasons I will 
uh, illuminate momentarily. The EV setup here was 204 attack, 76 special defense, and 212 into speed. That's a, this Pokemon I had to do research on because it has a very specific EV and IV setup. It's actually got a 23 IV and HP so that berry juice will re- restore it exactly to full after sturdy goes off so that you get the benefit of sturdy a second time. We're running Dragon Dance, Stone Edge, Outrage, and Superpower on Gimbal, our Tyrant, and he is probably the most devastating member of my team on a regular basis. He is reasonably fast uh, and he hits really hard. And if somebody's going to try to wipe him, they have to just expect that he's not going to die the first time. And then he's not going to die the second time, which is real shitty for them. And then it wouldn't be a measure engine team without my defensive babies. You know how that is. So we have a Marini. I think that's how you pronounce, pronounce the little baby Toxapex who is calm. And we are running a, a mix of EVs on this this little baby to make it kind of bulky and not super threatening, but enough so that it can can hold its own. We're running 196 in HP, 12 in attack, 100 in defense, 92 in special attack, and 100 in speed. Uh, and we are running Scald, Sludge Bomb, Recover, and Knockoff. Uh, knockoff is very, very useful for getting rid of Eviolite, uh, which ironically it is also holding so that it can be a defensive powerhouse. Recover so that it has sustain. Sludge Bomb obviously threatens uh, fairies, which is real, real super. Uh, and Scald to get those burns off, which was clutch in several of my matches today. We also have a Pharaoh Seed on the team to be our rocker, who is running EV investment in HP and defense, max investment on those, and is running Leech Seed, Gyro Ball, Protect, and Stealth Rock, more or less almost exactly the same set that I run on Ferrothorn. There were some surprise fire punches from Rock Pokemon today, shenanigans, while I was testing the team, but all in all... Pharaoh Seed with Eviolite still is real bulky and real defensive and is a great switch in to get some of my not sturdy boys uh, out of the line of fire. And our last, our very last uh, slot went to an old friend. It went to Tanuki, the Zigzagoon with the berry juice. We gave gave her her little juice box and we said, you go to school now. We're running a belly drum extreme speed set on Tanuki with Thief to threaten ghosts who may want to switch in because they're afraid of extreme speed and Seed Bomb for those days when Onyx just wants to be your bro. It's adamant. It's it's real, real adamant that it wants to hit you. And again, Little Cup is so weird, you guys, because the stats are so low, like you end up spending EVs all over the place in a lot of cases just to shore up the shitty stats that your level 5 Pokemon have. We're running 132 EVs in HP, 196 in attack, 108 in defense, 28 in special D, and 44 in speed. All in all, we have three threats who really, really fuck things up. We have two defensive powerhouses to take hits for us. And then we got our Chimchar, who does, it does respectably well enough. It won me a couple matches, but... As Jolly and I were talking about before we started the episode tonight, this team is good uh, despite Chimchar, not necessarily because of Chimchar, which is kind of sad, but it's just the truth. 
Yeah, that that sounds about right for my experience as well. Thank you, Mess. So when I was building my team, I wanted to come at it from a, a, a different angle than what Messer Engine did. I, I Mess actually started his team first, so I knew that he was building a scarfed Chimchar variant. So I decided that I was going to go with with a suicide lead. And and initially I went with a very meme set. Like I decided to just do something silly, but then I realized that I'm too proud and I like winning too much to do that. And so I went back and, and made something a little bit more conventional, but we have Pooflinger, our Chimchar here, uh, level five, uh, <laughs> rocking the move set, fake out stealth rock, taunt and overheat, timid natured, holding the focus sash and Poof, Pooflinger's job is real simple. And that is, Break Sturdy and Sash with Fake Out, get up rocks, and then, if able to, overheat and put a big dent in something before it goes down. Sometimes people will lead with with either rock setters or setup sweepers that are slower than Poofillinger. I've seen some shelter leads a couple of times. I've seen some dwebbles leading to set up rocks. And in those cases, Pooflinger can get off the taunt to really good effect. So that's really awesome. I actually, I shared a replay earlier with, with Mess and Celeste just cracking the fuck up where I led with Pooflinger. Somebody else led with a shelter. I taunted it and they just gave up. <laughs> they just forfeited. They were just like, well, fuck. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was my starting place on this team. And I knew that Chimchar was not going to pull a ton of weight. That basically what I could expect from this Chimchar is he will get rocks up. So that's the angle that I started from is I said, okay, well, let's build a team that benefits a lot from having rocks up and that has the tools to help keep them up. So I actually, I started actually with the two recommendations that I made earlier in the episode. I started with a Pumpkaboo and a Pawnyard. So our Pumpkaboo is a small variant, shiny for that pretty purple pumpkin named Jack. And Jack is quite possibly, is one of the my favorite Pokemon that I have ever used. Uh, it's so much fun. Uh, Jack is a Ghostium Z Pumpkaboo with Trick or Treat, Shadow Ball, Fire Blast, and Giga Drain. And... What Jack does is Jack uses Z Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat is a really interesting and kind of cool tech move that is exclusive to Pumpkaboo and Gorgeist, and it it adds ghost type to the opponent. So whatever they're typing already is, they get a second or third type of ghost. Z Trick or Treat also increases all of Jack's stats by one stage. So he goes a stage up in special, a stage up in speed and a stage up in all of the bulk stats so jack becomes suddenly a very fast and very bulky sweeper and can hit with super effective shadow ball on whatever we just trick-or-treated onto so that's real fucking good because nine times out of ten either it just one hit ko's whatever was in or they switch to avoid that and he gets an easy two hit ko on whatever switches in if jack can set up Jack does some big dick damage and is really fun to use. All of the EV spreads that I'm using on this team are pulled directly from Smogon, by the way. I'm not super familiar with Little Cup, and it's important to note that, again, as Messer Engine mentioned, because of the way stats work at level 5, you know, it's not a, it's not advantageous to put 252 in two different stats because oftentimes going above, like, 190 has no benefit. It won't increase it even another one point. So... All custom EV spreads all pulled directly from Smogon. 
Our Ponyard is also a shiny boy, and we named him Billy because he is the Blue Ranger. He's rocking the the Eviolite, and his ability is Defiance. And and again, that's so if someone does want to defog on their Volibi or what have you, we switch Billy in, and then Billy gets two stages of attack from being hit by that that defog, which is real, real good. Uh, also benefits, obviously, from being hit by Intimidate, which isn't something that most Pokemon can say, but is absolutely true for Ponyard. Billy is running a Jolly Nature and is running Knockoff, Sucker Punch, Iron Head, and Swords Dance and is kind of my, my secondary win con and is also just a really good bulky uh, answer to all of the things that don't want to be hit real hard by Dark and Steel type moves and is just a, a great Pokemon in general. Ponyard is a force in Little Cup. From there, it was time to kind of shore up some, some of the weaknesses and where I started with that was actually the fact that in some ways I'm I'm fairly weak to fire. Both both Ponyard and Pumpkaboo are going to be weak to fire types. And then obviously our Chimchar is also weak to water. So I was able to address both of those weaknesses in one Pokemon. And that Pokemon is Chinchow. So we got Hurricane back on the squad, back in the mix. Hurricane is a Volt Absorb Chinchow holding a Berry Juice with the moveset of Scald, Volt Switch, Ice Beam, and Thunder Wave, bold natured and with pretty heavy bulk investment. And Hurricane is an amazing Pokemon because uh, it can just, it can pivot so well with Volt Switch. It can spread Paralysis with Thunder Wave. And then Scald and Ice Beam just give it great coverage. It's just, it does great things. Chinchow is incredible in Little Cup and, and does really, really good work. From there, I added a, another really good Pokemon that actually provides some some pretty decent coverage that we were missing from the squad. And that's a fighting type. We added, do you even lift, bruh, our Timber? <laughs> and and Liftbra is rocking the Eviolite as well. Has the ability Iron Fist, which boosts the power of punching moves, as we discussed previously. And boy, does he make good use of it. Uh, his moveset is Drain Punch, Mock Punch, Knock Off, and Ice Punch. And just in general, he's a very straightforward Pokemon. He uses Drain Punch and just stays at full, essentially. Like, his HP goes down and then goes right the fuck back up. Uh, he can use Mock Punch to finish off damaged foes. Use Knock Off if a Ghost-type tries to come in and wall him. And use Ice Punch uh, in case of birds. And, and just, in general, does real, real well with that very simple set. Uh, Adamant-natured with heavy investment in attack and bulk. There's just a uh, a panel somewhere that says, Break in case of birds. <laughs> Yeah, basically. It's like, oh, there's a Vullaby, Abraka, fuck you, Ice Punch. Uh, <laughs> and then lastly, one thing that I noticed with this team in general is is we were fairly susceptible to status. Neither Liftbra nor Billy appreciate being burned, and everything else is, is fairly vulnerable to paralyze, other than Hurricane, obviously, because it's electric. And so we decided we wanted to add a Cleric. And that Cleric, in, in this case, is, is Incense, our Spritz. Incense is also bold-natured, increasing that defense, is rocking the Eviolite with the ability Aroma Veil, and is rocking the moveset of Moonblast, Wish, Protect, and Aromatherapy. And Spritzy is incredible in Little Cup, and for a really good reason. It has bulk for days, and has a support moveset that most Mon would kill for. Um, it can wish to keep itself alive essentially forever. It can Aromatherapy to remove status from the rest of the team, and it can Moonblast for some 
fairly respectable damage. And all in all, this team is real, real good. It's not by any means unbeatable. It has it, its counters. And, and I keep finding new ones because, again, super unfamiliar with Little Cup. But I win more matches than I lose. And once again, as with UMass, I win them generally in spite of Pooflinger and, and not really ever because of him. Yeah. I mean, the the most I was able to do, despite like lots of team revisions and lots of different sets and everything, was to make Chimchar a passable team member. Not a great team member. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, that is that is the cross that we bear when we choose to use our favorites, guys. But but again, he's still perfectly usable. And again, we would love for you guys to take these teams, lift them from the show notes, plug them into your showdown, and give give them a whirl on on the ladder. And and if you can think of revisions that make them better or, or more valid, then let us know about them. We would love to know what changes you made that were effective from the the base teams that we've given you guys. Yeah, and you know what's really interesting? Like, a, a lot of times we do these, and obviously we do a, a decent amount of research beforehand, and, and we do testing with different things. But, you know, Smogon is an amazing resource, and you get to see, like, a lot of what people who play regularly in competitive are doing. Having a Pokemon like Chimchar to work with for this uh, showdown spotlight was interesting because there was nothing. There was, like, literally nothing. Like, it was all... Go figure it out. You want to use it? Go go play around until you figure out what works. Uh, and we managed to do that. And that was really cool. That's the first time I've really had to, to dig into a Pokemon uh, in a metagame that had not a whole lot of information on it. And I had to just kind of dig. I, I don't know if you, you found that to be the case, Jolly, but that was interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, it's... The upside of using things that are off meta is that you're very frequently going to catch opponents by surprise because they're not used to facing them. They don't calc against them. You know, one of the things that we get feedback constantly on in the Blast from Radio Pokemon League is I get so much frustration out of seasoned competitive battlers because I'm using like RU and NU Mon against their OU teams and I'm familiar with them. I use them well and they just, they, they don't. They don't know what the fuck they do because they don't play those ladders. And and so I'm able to beat, you know, competitive OU teams of of Excadrills and fucking Kartanas and Mega Charizard Xs with with Bumbo my Slowbro and fucking Four Loco the Machamp and Shit Monkey the Ambipom because they don't know what those Pokemon do, at least not as well as they do the threats that they're used to. And there is genuine value there. But the flip side of that coin is is that novelty can only carry you so far. So it's an important balance to remember and to try to strike. Fucking for loco. For loco. <laughs> for loco's a damn good boy. Uh, he is. I I still have to beat you on the fucking league. I'm almost there. I only have a couple more matches to do, and you're one of them. <laughs> yeah and if you haven't yet guys be sure to check out the Blastburn radio pokemon league it's a whole whole lot of fun and it's yeah it's it's a, a free 
fun activity that you can participate in that doesn't take up a whole lot of your time or eat up any of your wallet. So be sure to check it out. Uh, as always, the link to join our Discord server will be in the show notes of today's episode. Uh, and you can just pop in and ask about it. We'll be happy to point you in the right direction. Uh, congratulations to our good buddy, uh, community moderator, and first ever champion of the Blastburn Radio Pokemon League, Flame and Air. Flame has taken up entire sole responsibility of the day-to-day running of the Pokemon League, uh, which is a big, big help to our hosts who are very, very busy in their their day-to-day lives. So thank you very, very much, Flame, and congratulations. You really earned it, sir. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, sir. You are fantastic. All right, guys. Well, that is our, our spotlight for this week, but that's not the end. As always, we'll be doing our Showdown Spotlight Friday Night Fight Stream for Chimchar. Uh, you can expect our Chimchar-centered Friday Night Fight Stream, not this coming Friday, but next Friday on September 7th. That one's going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern over on Messer Engine's channel at twitch.tv slash Messer Engine. Yeah, absolutely. It is my week this this time around. Uh, and next week, we'll be back with the main show with our introduction to Series 5. So look forward to that. We'll be setting our rule set, drafting our starters and versions, and getting hype for our brand new adventure in Unova. Yeah. Now, be sure to email us and get at us. Let us know which Pokemon you'd like to see us spotlight in our next episode. Uh, and be sure to send in all of your Chimchar-centric teams for us to use on our next Friday Night Fight stream uh, next week. You can send those emails to BlastburnRadio at gmail.com or get at us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at BlastburnRadio. As always, you can follow me personally at BBRJolly on Twitter. And I'm at MesserEngine. And as always, don't forget to check out Mythic Portal Games for all of your online role-playing asset needs uh, and Astral Virtual Tabletop, their partner company, which is uh, the best up-and-coming virtual tabletop on the web, the the best, most feature-rich platform that's currently available, and it's only getting better. As always, be sure to follow the show at Blastburn Radio on all of your social media accounts to stay up to date on what all of our hosts are doing all around the web. I do want to thank everyone for joining us today. I want to give a very special thank you, as always, to my co-host, Messer Engine. For Blastburn Radio, I am Jolly by Nature. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. See you next time, folks. Ultimately, the difficulty with using Chimchar in Little Cut, in Little Cut, Little Cut, <laughs> Little Cut. He's got the a knife of cuts. <laughs> oh no, not knife fighting fire monkeys. No, we didn't ask for this. Ah. Uh...